0: Hello and welcome to the Script and Subscribes podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. We're here today at Tiago on Hollywood Boulevard and we're talking to two writers of a new feature film that's coming out shortly. Um, be sure to check out the Writers Guild Foundation masterclass with Courtney A. Kemp, creator and showrunner of the Star's original series, Power, Tuesday, March 7th, or May 17th, excuse me, where she will talk about the journey and process of creating and running her show, lessons she learned and more. Details are available on the Writers Guild Foundation website, wgfoundation.org, but first, uh, we have on the show today the screenwriters of Rob Reiner's new feature film Being Charlie starring Nick Robinson and Carrie Elways. It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival and is being released on May 6th, so be sure to check it out. Welcome to the show, Nick Reiner and Matt Elisathan. Hey, Thanks for out? talking to us today, guys. No problem. Um, so, Being Charlie, your new film. I saw it. It was fantastic. Thank you. What I especially liked about it was that I know a lot of sort of rehab-type films tend to be either really preachy and saccharine, or they tend to be sort of really dark and gritty, uh, really diving into that. And I think you guys did a good job of sort of towing that line, not being too far one way or the other. You had aspects of both, but not really just you know, it wasn't train spotting, and it wasn't uh, uh, I a mean, Disney now who's team movie of the most wanted week.
1: Matt meets uh, <laughs> Panic and Needle
0: Park. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about the film itself, because I know it's not necessarily autobiographical, but there's elements of that as well in it. Um, so maybe you guys could talk about where the film sort of started and how that all came about.
2: Well, wow. uh, Um Well, uh, I was I was 20 20 years old. I had been uh, not too politely asked to leave college after an incident and I, uh, I checked into a rehab facility in California and I met Nick and uh, I was
1: 18 then
2: yeah and uh, I remember I did, a, I did a we weren't really friends and then we didn't really talk to one another and then I, I remember doing we had a rehab talent show kind of like that in the movie and I and I did some stand-up and he thought I was pretty funny uh, <laughs> not everyone did and I remember he gave me this great one of the best backhanded compliments I ever got He's like you're really funny uh, I had no idea because you're like in like in talking to you you weren't funny you're not so, funny at all you're in real not life. funny like in real life right so he was pleasant I was like thank you and then we started talking and we thought the things that were happening were worth uh, Exploring and talking and you know, we thought that there was a story there and we just started observing the people and We started writing a pilot and then Four years later we got here. That's a short story anyway.
1: Right. At that point for me, I was uh, had been like nine rehabs already and I was Seeing uh, a pattern at a lot of these places, which was sort of like Something was kind of off, something was kind of wrong, and I wasn't taking to any of them Mm -hmm. because it was my ninth place. And uh, I met Matt, and he knew how to write screenplays, and so I always wanted to tell a story like that. And so when we started talking, we started to be like, how could we tell this? And it really just started with looking at the people around us and being like, you know, that guy's funny, that guy's ridiculous, we gotta put, you know, and we would just take notes on what we saw. And, uh, you know, at first it just started as like something to do for fun, didn't think, oh, we're gonna, you know, make a thing out of this. It was really just out of.
2: Yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of time to kill, and uh, they, we weren't allowed computers. We, there was so many things we weren't allowed, but we were allowed notebooks, and we could bring notebooks. And everyone thought we were diligently taking notes about like the dogma of you know twelve steps or, or whatever. But really, we were like, someone would say something funny, and we'd write it down. And we'd show it to each other, or like, oh, this this is a we should, this is totally a character, and this is totally a bit that we could. Um, have and uh, yeah it was really just to to keep busy and try to distill what we don't uh,
1: you know therapeutic sort of thing even that we enjoyed we, even though we had problems with it we didn't want to bitch about it because I just was just thinking about this the other day I remember this side uh, remember that guy that dentist that was there yeah, yeah. That, like there was a dentist there and he hadn't done any drugs but he had like illegally sold prescriptions and one group, we were just bitching about the rehab and saying, oh, it's so, you know, this place is so hard and this and that. And he just exploded at us <laughs> and was like, what do you have to complain about? Like, I'm here and I'm not even doing drugs. I have to sit through all these crappy groups and listen to you guys complain about stuff. And at that point, I was just like, "Whoa, yeah, why are we even whining about any of this? And so kind of dialing that back.
2: Yeah, and and uh, another thing that I noticed is I, I used to like hate going to AA, and I used to not be able to identify. And I realized that when I started listening to each AA person come and give a, like a speech or whatever, they always had the same. Like the stories were all different, but the arc was always the same. You know, you, you start doing drugs, it's great, and it's this slow, almost like a perfect three act. Like especially the good speakers, they give this sort of, and they go to their rock bottom, and I. And I found that narrative and sobriety are like so closely intertwined, and to be able to try to spin a narrative that was, you know, both personal and universal was something to aspire to. And um, long story short, we wrote a thirty-minute pilot. We gave it to his dad just to four, four or five years, five years ago now, wow. to see what he thought. Like just to, you know, get to hear his feedback, and it was more. It was just like you know good that you kept busy in there <laughs> you know it wasn't like right. oh my god it was this a is- slapsticky crappy pilot
1: though it was not very good it wasn't
2: very good and he told us you know in, a, in the night and you know given our fragile state as nicely as possible sure. you know basically we're glad you kept busy this is fun and uh, we dropped it for like two or three years and then Nick and I met in uh, New York and we are like, whatever happened to that thing? we took a look at it. It was terrible. And we saw all these places where we could make it better. And we started the process of write, rewriting the pilot. Just no one told us to or asked us to. We just did it. And then eventually, you know, it got to a place where uh, Rob wanted to take it to some networks. And uh, we took we took it to some networks. and Got know, shot down at all eight of them. <laughs> yeah. And then he uh, was like, and then it became like, well, why don't you... You know what would happen if you turned into a movie, and we were like, you know, it was like, it was like just like in rehab. Like, what else are you know, what else are we doing? Like, why not like try to do that? And we did, and we were lucky enough to get an opportunity to make it, and and it was like, it was amazing. But that was that was a long process writing that script. So, um, turning it from a pilot to a movie was uh, was like a real year or so. So I was like it has been a five-year journey. From
0: when you guys first came up with sort of, hey, let's write something. Yeah. To the point where yeah. you're watching it on screen in Toronto. Yeah. And yeah. It. And um, it, was, it was great. It was great well, experience. in terms of talking about television to features, because obviously they're different, similar mediums, but they're sort of cousins. They're little, yeah, they're we didn't different. know how to write either. Okay. So how did you guys... If you hadn't had any sort of screenwriting training, how did you figure out how to not even just the formatting, yeah. but how to make it work?
2: I mean, there's going to school for it, and there's right. actually doing it. Sure, and sure. I realize. I mean, I've learned. You know. You know. I, I. You know. You read the books, but it's not really until I graduated and started doing it that I, I, I learned sort of trial by fire. Um, and we just wanted to. We, we wanted to do television at first because we thought, you know. Rehab is like an ongoing. It's a shorter thing. script. Yeah, it's also a yeah, it's shorter, shorter script, script. Right, only thirty pages, and and you don't really have to resolve anything at the end. Like it could be an ongoing thing.
0: But I think that's what was great about the film is that there was, you know, a sort of. Resolution, but it was still open ended I think that's because we didn't really have an answer. We didn't
1: really know the answer to everyone's, you know, Absolutely. story. So we just sort of started to, to tell the way we felt about it.
0: But see, to me as a viewer, if I had seen this storybook ending, I think it would have sort of ruined what the film was, for me anyway. And I don't know any drug addict that's had a storybook ending. It's all sort of uh, kind of... It's an ongoing thing. Yeah, it's it's a
2: process. Right. You, like in you know every day, it's you know they say it's cliche, you know, take it one day at a time. But like, you're never done with sobriety, you know, uh, until you you die, I guess. Right. But, uh, you it's an on and yeah. So we wanted to somehow give it that arc that you need in a movie, but right. still, you know, like the end is really you know a beginning or a, a, another chapter. Let audience, and we also didn't want to be didactic to the point of like, you know, we, it was more of a conversation, I think, you know, we, we tried to get, wasn't originally, like originally it was more preachy and then we had to, we figured out that we had to have more of a discussion and sort of take ourselves out
0: of it and look at all sides and, um, you know, right. And I know that b- there's elements of comedy, there's elements of you know, both of your guys' life's experiences in here to some degree. Um, at, how did you handle, or did it even become an issue, writing something that was personal, that touched on issues and people you know, whether it's lines of dialogue or characters. You know, I know, it's, you know Charlie's probably an amalgam of both of you guys, plus you know, obviously narrative fiction. At any point, did you go, you know, as, as you're writing it, am i i had trouble with it honestly i because a lot of the stories are stuff that happened
1: to me and over the years like stuff i got into i had a plethora of shit that happened and i just uh, i was a little bit nervous to share that stuff but then again i didn't really care because i was just like what are these experiences if they're not
0: going to be shared with anybody and i just wanted to get it out you know Mm -hmm you know, again, coming from your experiences, they always say, write what you know. It made, even though you haven't had specific screenwriting training, Nick, it, it what impressed me about this, and what I think a lot of newer writers have issues with, is story structure and dialogue, specifically. And your dialogue was, it felt very authentic. I've never been in that situation, but it didn't feel canned, the characters were all unique. And I think probably it comes from, again, sitting in the notebook, writing down lines and, uh, just really having been there experienced it I think it felt very authentic which I think was cool thank you
2: thank you yeah I mean we just tried to listen and and learn to be fl- I mean you learn to be a fly on the wall in those situations and um, I mean, yeah we were very fortunate to be surrounded with colorful characters and <laughs> uh, stuff sometimes word itself but that doesn't mean and it doesn't I don't want to diminish like the amount of invention that or, you know because I feel like a lot of people could watch this movie and think, oh, you know, Nick just, or me, just copied and pasted our lives into it. And they don't understand the sort of manipulating of, of real life into a narrative, because life is not, like, people, yeah. life has got no rhyme or reason to it. It's right. random, it's, you know, there's not always this cause and effect nature that you need in a, in a story. Right, you know.
0: and, you know, structurally, again, that's what I thought was, You guys did a really good job of it didn't feel too sort of long-winded. Because oftentimes they can, you know, these types of stories that are personal stories, they can tend to be sort of self-indulgent and sort of drag. And I I think structurally you organized it in a way that felt just right. You know, it wasn't too long-winded, but it wasn't just little snippets that you kind of threw together either. You structured in, you know, a very strong narrative package, which I thought was good. Thank you. Um, which again, for for two writers, this being uh, your first feature, I thought was impressive, because obviously you can go awry so many different ways when you're making a film. Um, So I wanted to go back to the pilot and the script. Writing it so many different times, did that help you sort of kind of come to, you know, trim what you didn't think was as good? Because basically writing is rewriting, so oftentimes a writer will rewrite, no. that's how I learned to
1: write was during the process of it I was like not thinking oh, I know how to do this or I don't think either of us knew what we were doing at the time we just sort of jumping into it and going over and over and over everything and yeah it's tri- that right and there
2: yeah it was definitely trial and error you know this works this doesn't or you know I remember the first draft we wrote of the movie we were like and we were like it, it was 190 pages and we we're like how did we get here <laughs> you know, And then we looked and we're like, well, probably could lose that. And then, right. you know, it was a lot of, um, I mean, the pilot and the movie are like so radically different in tone and, um, you know, we, we you know, I try to figure out like what the story calls for and, and you try to do that and, you know, the pilot called for one thing and the movie called for another and, uh, yeah. Was it sort of cathartic writing a personal
0: story like this?
2: it was trippy yeah for sure it was trippy. it was like for me it was like i'm taking the worst moment of my life and turning it and then i'm you know in toronto and i'm like this is the, i'm i'm the best moment of, like the best thing to ever happen to me is right. born out of the worst thing to ever happen to me or you know so the, or to take more responsibility you know the, the, the best thing i've ever done is directly linked to the worst thing i've ever done and, I mean, that's kind of what the movie's about. I think it's like making yeah. le- lemonade out of lemons, or, or whatever. Right.
1: One well, of the hard parts for me was like, even though the father and son relationship wasn't how mine played out, mm-hmm. it made me have to speak with my dad and talk to him about the problems I was having that he was having. And through working, collaborating on a project together, I really like grew closer to him. And yeah, it was it was just uh, it was a great experience. And like. He had never validated me about anything before, and so, I mean, that felt amazing, and I didn't care about the outcome ever. I never did. I was all about, in the moment, like, doing this thing, like, having a blast, you know, being on set, not being on set, hanging out at the hotel, like,
0: uh, you know, just all of it was great. When I was contacted about the film, I, I really was curious about what it would be, you know. Obviously, you guys are screenwriters. You know, uh, I, I knew your dad's work. Obviously, he's done a lot of great film work. Um, but you know, I thought, oh, is this is the case of nepotism. What is this going to amount to be? But it, actually, it didn't. When I saw it, I was like, wow, I was really impressed. You know, I can see how this you know stands on its own. Um, and so I think that uh, uh, whatever you guys did uh, really worked. Um, and I know your process was long. Uh, and, and challenging, but that sort of um, refinement of of the film of your original pilot to the point where you know it's off screen, I think you know the the careful, delicate surgery you probably have done over the course of years on it, I think, really shows. So, thank you. Um, because again, so many writers rush; they, they finish the script, and this is what it is. This is perfect, and they go out there not realizing that the actual gem of the, that that film, what it essentially is, is somewhere in there. You know, and not in that 180 pages. You know, yeah. and so what was ended up being what a 95 minute film I think was that distillation of all those those moments, and I think that's why I think it worked. Cause you guys did such put so much work into it. So. Yeah.
1: One thing I really was like letting something go. Like we right. were very beholden to a lot of the things we came up with those in those 190 pages or whatever. And we were like, you know, oh we we have to lose this,
0: we have to lose that, and it's like sometimes you just gotta lose. Kill your darlings. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great lesson for writers in general. Yeah, because you get beholden to lines of dialogue or characters or scenes, and it's, and it's really not
1: that good. You just got to realize, <laughs> like,
0: you know, to
1: to kind of just sit down and ex- like learn from someone else that has been doing it for longer. Like, this is funny. This will play right. This won't play And uh,
0: you know, just listen. Or even if it is good and it, it, it is sort of oh, powerful, yeah, fighting for an idea. Yeah, like, sometimes you have to fight.
2: Right, because if there's no pushback, then you don't have to defend yourself to any right. and, and then you, no one's holding you accountable. So that, that's the great thing about when working with Nick was that, like, if I had an idea that I liked and he didn't like, I had to either convince... He, I would convince him that it was a good idea or he would convince me it was a bad idea. And then, if not, Rob would tell us that we're both stupid and this is, <laughs> the, you know. Uh, but, uh, so, I mean, that, that's a great thing about a partnership and working with someone that, that you, you can trust and, and you can be vulnerable and, and not be afraid to look stupid
1: in front And sometimes you're like, I can't win this battle. This guy's hell-bent on putting this in there. And so you just gotta, you know, accept it if you want one of your things to be Right, <laughs> a little bit of politics. Uh, yeah, a little bit of times we would, politics. A lot of times we would
2: both argue about two different things. And then while we were arguing, we came up with a third thing that we both liked. And I can honestly say that when I watched the movie, like, you know, there was there was nothing in there that I was like, oh, he got he got that one by me, like, you know. Right. Um, I think we were pretty. I mean, and you
1: gotta uh, let people work and express themselves. That's why that's why I learned. It. It's like you gotta kind of not say, oh, that's stupid or oh, that's bad. It's just let the guy work, work it out until you, and then you shed it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you uh, shed it. Yeah. Wait for. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you swear on this? What's that? Oh, swear? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, great. All just not, not. Out. Yeah.
0: yeah. We don't have any real young, I don't think. Uh, uh, five-year-old riders? Right. Yeah. Five, five, six-year-old riders might get offended. Uh, um, so, now, how did you, because uh, Nick, you're in L.A., uh-huh. and Matt, you're in New York, correct? Are you in L.A.? I, I moved yeah. out here. Oh, okay.
1: Migrated.
0: And I migrated. Yeah, I made the pilgrimage. I love New York, so I'm, I'm sorry to hear that for you, because New York is such a great city. Um, yeah. Yeah, it
2: was, it, it was, you know, the weather here, just can't beat
0: the weather. <laughs> uh,
2: Although I can't drive, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can legally drive, but just not well. Not skillfully. Right. <laughs> not right. not, not, not yeah. safely for everybody. Not else. safely, no.
0: Um, So, what was, were you living in New York at the time you wrote this, or were you out here? We were actually a lot in
1: New York.
0: You guys were both in New York. No, we kind of moved,
2: like... We came back a few You were nomadic when you were writing? Yes, we were... What is that phrase?
1: Bi-coastal?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we we were were bi-coastal, as like my least favorite people might say. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) As you might say. Um... (laughs) I have said that, (laughs) (laughs) dude. Keeps me honest, this guy. Um, (laughs) no, you know, he, well, when the... You know, so the Inception started in LA when we were in rehab. I can't believe I just said Inception. inception we were right. just, we were just in rehab, and we we're like, yeah, you know, maybe. And then
1: I thought it was cool writing on both
2: coasts. Yeah, and different energies. And we, you know, Definitely. we started writing in LA, and then we both got out of rehab. When I went back to college, we went our separate ways. But you know, we kind of kept in touch. And then in New York, we started writing again. And then he would go back to LA, yeah. and. You know, when I had a free week, I'd fly out there or, or we'd talk on the phone. And it's kind of a jumbled mess. Like, I would fly out there, he would come back here to, to he New York. to
1: make it work so yeah. that we could
2: get it done. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time on both sides of the country. So, was most of your writing done in person? Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, it always sucked over the phone.
2: Yeah, we could never, we didn't have really attention span to just. Yeah, no, you
1: can't get in someone's face over the phone. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, smack talk and, and getting... A lot, of any, smack talk. lot of, like, smack And um, <laughs> when I'm on the phone, like, I don't really... I'm not good on the phone. He's not good on the phone either. And, and Skype just seemed, like, like weird. It's like, hey, there's your face, but...
1: Yeah, I um, want see your
2: face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, in person, we can really hold each other accountable. And, you get uh, more energy that way, yeah. too. Yeah. It's, yeah, we feed off each other in person and... A lot of what we do is a lot of stuff that comes is when we're just talking, and <laughs> and, so, and the best ideas usually are not even when, um, are not even when we're
1: talking about the script when we're just hanging out because you know we were friends first. Um, yeah, when you're not focusing on it, you're kind of just letting it come to you. and We're just bantering and like joking, or whatever. We're like, oh, that's great or something like that instead of being like, okay, what needs to be at this moment? There's got to be a joke and like. It's kind of hard to do. It I, I remember we had a writer's block once. We had to think of a funny... Once? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but this is the one time it was resolved in this beautiful way, which is um, yeah. we were trying to think of an anecdote to put into the script and we couldn't think of one. Right. And right. and we're like, ah, oh, fuck. And, and we would go out, we'd have a smoke break in New York and we went down and we are smoking and then Nick just started telling me this story about this guy, he just we started talking about like things, I don't, anything, and we just and then all of a sudden Nick was like, um, telling me the story about this guy who told me about, told him about, uh, getting blowjob for heroin, right? right. And then that and, and and I we had that exact conversation, right?
1: But my misunderstanding. That
2: kosher? can I say that? What? Can I tell you that that, that was the, because I know. I know. That's fine.
1: All right. All right. I know it was like a misunderstanding in the moment, so I was sort of like. What the scene came to be, right? Because he's like, wait, wait, the guy, and then we, you know, it was like,
2: it was a who's like, on Like it was actually, and I was like, and then we're like, wait a minute, that's the scene, right? That's the scene that we were trying to trying write, and to we really weren't start. even. And
0: tra- it was in the bathroom scene. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was, it was in and we, and we literally, and literally, like, when we gave Rob the script, it was like red pens everywhere all over the goddamn map <laughs> but, that and, but that scene was untouched it was the only it was the only untouched piece untu- of uh, the whole movie that was that was the, and it came we that weren't was even so yeah impromptu it was just it, and that's where you you got to have to let go sometimes and just and that's sometimes where the best stuff happens is when you're just talking right it's, yeah it's I, I rarely come up with any good ideas when i'm actually writing it's usually later and hopefully i'm, I'm lucky enough to remember it and
1: you know, that's so why you somewhat, need
0: those notebooks, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And now we have like phones and iPads that's and true. stupid crap like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. end there, writing by hands. <laughs> yeah. So I mean,
2: just just that's that was the cool thing is you know when we would just hang out and we'd be like oh, and uh, so that's that's like one thing that I've realized is. If it's not coming, don't knock your head against the wall. Just take a break, go for a walk, have a smoke, or you know, a nicorette gum. Or, or, right? We or are what? not advocating I'm smoking. I'm not advocating smoking. No, smoke. Is bad. smoking's bad. <laughs> smoking's bad for your health, but really good yeah, yeah. to getting yeah. the, sure. the juices flowing. That's yeah. what's yeah. your the relaxation. In,
0: yeah. And, yeah. Taking yeah. your mind off yeah. of what and you're And the
2: ritual, just of focusing on there not the script and. Killing yourself. The
1: stimulative right. nature, of
2: <laughs> yeah, the cigarette, and the and the, the pleasure of the smoking, but
1: also the shame gets yeah. a lot of emotions, <laughs> emotions going because I'm enjoying it, right. but I'm
2: also hating myself. So you're there's conflicted. A, that's I'm what makes conflict. a good right. comic, because
1: yeah. you're hating yourself and then you come up with a good joke.
2: And there you conf- go. smoking smoking cigarette is conflict, right? You know, right there. So. Just like writing. Yeah, yeah. much See? like writing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is your favorite scene in the movie Nick? Me? Yeah, that actually. What is your Nick? What is your what is your favorite scene that actually made it in the film that wasn't what we just talked about? Okay. Yeah. And Matt then.
1: I, I honestly don't know. You don't know? No.
0: They're all just so equally amazing. They're, they're <laughs>
1: all awesome. So I can't. Really it's just guess. one after. It's they're like, like children. As well.
0: So you don't want to pick one child over
1: the other I guess. I mean, every every scene was such a collaboration that I don't feel attached to any
2: yeah we, I see it you know it's like a, such a whole it's like part of a whole, but I like the uh, the freestyling scene with the freestyling like, that was a,
1: like oh yeah that
2: was a great that was a great little moment and uh, yeah
1: I forgot about that <laughs>
2: whenever Nick and Devin are together I mean yeah. whenever those two guys are together it's usually pretty special because um, they had such good chemistry and um, and that's the cool thing about writing a movie is that like you have a hand in it but like it's there's so it's not like a painting where I paint something and I'm like, wow, that painting is a shit. Right. Like, I am all, like, there's so many other people, it's such a team effort that I can be proud. I, I feel like maybe it's not, it's still narcissistic or egotistic to be proud of something. No. But like, like, some some of the scenes that you know Nick and Devin and some of the like they took it to a level that I didn't even think it could like you know. That's
1: probably why that team was so good because it seemed like the worst whitest rap of all time. <laughs> and then you know he has this hardcore beatbox yeah, yeah, that he yeah. practiced the night before, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty good beatbox. Yeah. And then and then he was kind of in rhythm when he was saying, and it kind of just worked. I didn't I thought it was gonna be a lot whiter than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty white, but... uh, I thought it worked, absolutely, for for white. And we wrote it, we thought, oh, this could be good, and then uh, Devin just started doing these weird noises, and and, and we're not like these guys who, like, every word, like, you know, I read the Coen Brothers, you know, if you mess up, like, we're not, like, it's like, please, improv, like, make it your own, you know? Um, So uh, So in the
0: original script, where did this rap come from?
1: We just listened to a lot of rap when we were writing, and so I think we were just like, what if we had a rap in this? And it was always like, not if it's forced, but we kind of just were like, what if they were just kind of bantering in the car here, and uh, I don't know, we just would save lines back and forth. we think of this? What do this, we think do that, and then we just came over it.
2: Yeah, and uh, we thought it'd be a fun way to get some exposition in there. He uh-huh. talks a little bit about himself, and uh, and also, also we'll never seriously... It, it was a way for us yeah. to like... Like we'll never be rappers, but it was a way to sort of slide that in <laughs> right. there, just for Our fun appreciation for rap. And uh, yeah, Common
1: said he liked it, but who knows? Yeah, so it could have been. Well, yeah, once.
2: Uh, yeah, he said it was. It was you know pretty good, but and we asked him if he felt threatened <laughs> by how good it was. And, he, <laughs> and oddly, a, no, he was not threatened. Right. I,
0: I don't think Common gets threatened by a whole lot. Though, yeah. So no. I think you're okay there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He looked angry when he said that. <laughs> well, then again, he always kind of looks a little angry. He's got an intensity.
2: Of that. Yeah, like, no, he's His face belies like how like he's got an intense look to yeah. him, but he's he's the sweetest guy. He's a, he's good. Well, yeah. in, in the
0: film, it's, it's very, I think, it, it comes across. Yeah. The, you know, the nature of his role in there being a caring individual definitely comes across. Oh yeah. So it's different than the stuff he normally does. So I think. I was surprised he even wanted to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: raw, he wants to be in my like this kind of movie. It's weird. I don't know. Right. Absolutely. And
2: the way I remember we wrote him, his character was way more abrasive and way more like, get the fuck up, like you know, like tough love. Right. And he was just like he kind of slid in there and and made it his own, and you know, and we were like, we were just happy he was there. So whatever.
1: And as uh mean as Ricardo sounded, he was actually like such a nice guy and he put that on so perfectly. Oh yeah, Ricardo, the guy who plays the other counselor, okay. Drake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had to like break it down for him, like this is how these assholes used to talk, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <and> <laughs> right, just that like, right. kind of forced way of
0: speaking, and This sort of condescending, <laughs> I know what's best for right, you. Right, right. Um, but it's great that they were all like that, because I think it's easy to fall into that trap of... You know, they're all part of the system. They're all
1: no. Everybody that worked on the film wanted to know what was up with like how would this person behave, how would that person behave, and it was like we were cops working on the wire telling them about. No, right. Not really, but you know, I we kind it. of just like they
0: were all willing to learn.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, and just like little AA jargon that um, <laughs> we. It was uh, somehow it got switched in the script. It's it's too long. It's stupid a story to even repeat, but. Um, yeah, we were, we were mostly the, uh, yeah, that doesn't happen in AA, we, we, it, on set anyway. Right. Um,
0: from what it. we could remember.
2: Yeah. Isn't it from that haze? But <laughs> we uh, we were just, uh, I remember Common, when we when he told us he was going to do it, he told us we wrote a dope joint. It's like, y'all wrote a dope joint. And nice. We like, that was the coolest thing yeah, that that's ever a good, happened. That's and really then we cool. used
1: that terminology going forward in our own lives. Nice. No, no we didn't. No. Nice. But uh, you should, though. Uh, we should, maybe. I don't know if we're cool yeah. or not. Yeah, I mean I'll
2: quote him as saying as we wrote a dope joint, but I would never appropriate the phrase from my, for
0: myself. So, but you could say Common joint. said you wrote a dope, dope joint. Yeah. this makes us like dope. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. without seeming like you're trying to appropriate, you know, Common's. You know,
1: yeah, we coins. would never try yeah, it, right? no. It would, the bar is way, <laughs> way too high.
0: <laughs> we would, uh, two Jews trying to yeah. talk. Uh, um, what sort of films or filmmakers, writers, comedians it, uh, sort of influenced you or, or, or inspired you, it just in general, not specifically for this film. But you know, obviously, you both. We both love Louis. Yeah, Louis We watched shoot yeah, yeah, up together like
1: before we yeah. were working on yeah. this in New York, Hilarious. and uh, just laughing our asses off. Yeah, we just, love Louis. I, just out loud, just get, and I, and after seeing that, like that was the first Louis special I'd seen all the way through, and I watched with him. Now I was like, oh my god, I didn't know someone could encapsulate the world like this and talk about it in such a honest, real, funny way and uh, yeah, I don't know, that's all I can think of. Really.
2: Yeah, we watched a lot of Louis together, like just the whole, obviously the whole stand-up thing was super influential, um, taking your life and, because that's a big part of the movie is using stand-up as a way to, um, how do I say, uh, a good way to physically manifest like courage and bravery and coming to terms with uh, because in like you know in a novel you could write uh, ch- Charlie has found himself. I know that that would not be a good line in a novel, but you could. In a film you can't really be like I found myself. You know you have to externalize it. And I think stand up is a great way to show like you owning your experiences and you having the, and that you know that's kind of what life is, is is getting out there and doing what you want to do. And um, so stand up is really huge for us
1: and we've always bonded over, like, dumb movies that only we like, you know. Yeah, like, I don't think you've ever seen Let's Go to Prison, right? <laughs> I have not. I mean, it's a great flick. Will Arnett, Dax Shepard, and it's just that we like these little... Like, m- movies that no one talks
2: about. Like, why don't, like, because, like, movies that are talked about too much, we don't. But we try to find the little gems or, like... Right.
1: Because oh. there's so many people in L.A. that are like, oh, my God, Orson Welles, or any sure. anyone. They, Daren's they, Malick, and you get sick of, like... I mean, those are all good movies, but like sometimes you need a kind of a dopey movie
2: to turn on. Or like, like, I remember we went through a phase where we like talked about the movie Collateral like every day. Okay. With Jamie Foxx yeah, and yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was I just- I don't even
1: know who directed that. Uh,
2: Michael Mann, I think. Oh. But uh, you know, we, we try to find weird things, you know, like common, common
0: ground stuff. I met Steven Spielberg once when I was in film school, just not at film school, just wandering through the Century City Mall. I ran into Steven Spielberg. And he just started chatting. with the nicest guy, and we were me and a friend were seeing a movie. And he's like, "Oh, what are you seeing?" I'm like, we were seeing Beverly Hills Ninja. I'm so telling Steven Spielberg. I love that to movie. That, yeah, yeah, but it's like I'm telling Spielberg. I'm seeing Beverly Hills Ninja. It just felt like it felt wrong. <laughs> but he's like, "Oh yeah, my kids want to see that." So that believe me. That, they diffused that ball. I think. Well, I think we
2: liked. I, I, I certainly like to. I don't like to judge movies based on like. I like to judge their movies, status. their status, or, like, what they're, like, it doesn't have to be Oscar. Sure. Like, I here's, I, I would rather see a bad movie that knows it's bad. Like, I just look at where I, like, if they, if they carry out what they, like, it's like, if you laugh. <laughs> well, it's just like, what did the movie set out to do? Did it did it succeed or did it right. fail? And, I mean, if a movie, like, I'd rather see a movie that knows, that's not trying to be this great movie like, if, as long as they clear whatever bar they set for themselves, like, I'm on board, you know? Unless they're trying to do something different than me, you know? I try to evaluate movies on their own terms, I guess.
0: Well, on that note, what is Being Charlie trying to accomplish? What are you What are you Trying to, uh...
1: I started in when I didn't have any idea what I was going <laughs> to say. But, uh, let me try
0: to help myself there. I think, what was the question? <laughs> uh, well, you were talking about, you, you like movies that... that not necessarily are, you know, the high profile or critically, inclined, but movies that accomplish what they set out to do. Right. If it's a comedy, you laugh. If it's a thriller, you get scared. Yeah. That's what it what, what it's about. I think about. just
1: showing a little bit of a different side to this instead of what like you said before, a really dark rendition of it or a really like preachy, it's sort of like this is some other if you tilt it a little bit side, this is another view on it, I guess. Yeah, I mean
2: uh, the cop-out answer would say, you know, I leave that to you, the viewers. <laughs> right. To, that to, is the cop-out. Yeah. Like it was just code for I've no fucking right. clue. Started a discussion. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I just want to open up a dialogue. <laughs> it's such a cop-out answer, but uh, I, you know, I wanted to tell like, uh, like um, I just wanted it to be this sort of somewhere in between. A, a fu- I wanted to tell a dark, funny, you know, movie that sort of. Well, I'll let you decide. I'll let you, I'll let the viewers. As <laughs> he back? So <laughs> Retreating into the darkness of, uh, no, I, you know, I wanted to tell like a nice, uh, like a personal story, you know, like a, oh, you really don't have an answer for I don't, something. I, have no, <laughs> I, I don't, like, That's all right. you know, it sort of came, to, like, I didn't, I wasn't like, I mean, I tried to, th- like, the movie's going to be what it's going to be, okay. and like, I just wanted to tell a story, and this is, and you know, Page by page, we figured out the best way to tell this story. So I guess all I could say is I wanted to tell this story about a kid who who finds himself in a in a in a, in a, in a different way than just like going to rehab and like getting with the like I wanted to tell a more personal side of because in AA you learn about you know you're powerless but you know and while I, I see the the pros to that I, I wanted to sort of tell tell that story at a different angle and. Um, and like you know the characters used to be a lot more like us when we started but then we realized like okay what's best for the story so I guess all I could say is we wanted to tell this particular story boring listeners well I guess I'm definitely boring you (laughs) Uh, I can't speak for anybody else and you you can cut this you can cut this together yeah cut it together together, make me sound good
0: no it's great I mean it's definitely about growth I think Right. And, and it's it felt very real though, and I can't get away from that. Um, it felt very authentic, which I think is. is uh, like it has not just in terms of the dialogue and the characters, the structure, but I like the fact that, you know, even disappears, and that's, that's that, because that's life. And, spoilers. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but maybe she comes back and says, hey, what happened there?
2: Um, just cut my spoilers in before you say that, and then we'll
1: be good. Gotcha.
2: Right. Right. Is it okay to spoil the movie?
1: no I mean
0: just watch the trailer you know what happens (laughs) yeah Um, um, we're nearing the part of the the podcast where we like to to find out what you guys are reading watching playing and listening to are you reading anything great are you watching what are you watching uh, TV film otherwise do you play games like video games or like that what do you listen to you know, we were, uh, I mean, We pop. played a lot
1: of 2K, uh, 13, 14, and 15 throughout yeah. the writing of this. Yes. Okay. Uh, this which, would not be one? possible. Uh, oh. NBA. Okay. NBA 2K. Yeah. All right. And we had intense battles. But we don't play that I don't know.
2: Do you play that many No, man. I kind of kind Kind of. of grow up at some point. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't really up. feel like a kid's game because it's basketball. Right. But, uh... Watching, yeah. I don't know, we both just watched the OJ thing. Which oh my talk god. Talk about something that's that set out what it was trying to do. Right. I mean, oh. It's a cheese fest, but it's, it's, a it's great so, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I it got crazy it. entertainment.
2: We're like, why is it so good? It's so cheesy, but right. like. And you it, know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're but, still, you know. But like when, but every older person I talked to about the OJ thing is just like, I'm like, you're going to watch OJ? And they were like, I lived OJ. Right. I'm like <laughs> they don't even want to watch Because so it's over. It. Yeah. But, like, for me, I was like, I can't believe this shit actually happened. Right. Like, that's, like, I knew it, but I didn't know. Like, I didn't, it made me, you know, I mean, my parents were like, I'm not going to watch that fucking thing. Like, right. fucking, that would blew up my, that's all we watched for, you know. Six like, months like, Yeah, or whatever, whatever right. you know. So, that, I, I, I mean, really get into the Americans. Cool. And, I haven't seen that. Yeah, the Americans is dope, I think. And, um, uh, and just reading stupid using things. Using Common
1: Lane. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, America... The Americans is a dope joint. Yeah, nice. They wrote a dope joint. Did Common say that or are you
1: saying that? This is him saying <laughs> No, no,
2: I decided <laughs> yeah. to own it. Okay. And um, I,
0: how did it sound? Did it, did it go over? I thought I, it sounded I, great. Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't make out like a fraud? Not at no. all. Okay, good. No. If we hadn't talked about it 10 minutes earlier, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Okay. Yeah. That's
1: good to hear. Yeah. I'm going to add
0: that to my uh, repertoire. Yes. Yeah. Um, listening do you... What kind of music, guys? Are you listening to anything in particular... Podcasts, uh, um, books on tape, or books, on- I'd or whatever they are now, MP3. I love the Howard Stern show, yeah. honestly. I think it's awesome. It's, it's the main radio show.
2: Uh, music? Big uh, L. Big L. We listened to a lot of Big L together when we were writing no. and We tried to get Big L into every scene.
1: <laughs> couldn't, work, couldn't quite work that Apparently out. Apparently there
2: was a bunch of clearance issues, so <laughs> Big L uh, was a no-go. Right. But um, what a lot to have in there. But um, yeah, we love we listen to Big L a
1: lot together when uh, we were writing. Uh, was, Big L is a masterful lyricist, and he's uh, like a stand-up comic. But he's so fu- right, he's yeah. so
2: funny. And like, there's actually this great—I forgot the, the, the track, but the name of the track. But we listened to this one where he's going with Jay Z, and he's just better at that. Wow! Like he's just—I mean, he got Jay-Z's killed. Jay zs is
1: like tight, right? Second yeah. Line.
2: It's like, oh, if he hadn't gotten gunned down, like, who knows what could have happened to that guy. Right. I mean, his he's so beats. sharp. Yeah, his beats suck, but he's a lyricist. And, but, uh, and that truck agrees. Yeah, something like
0: good. Honking on the freeway or something. Um, and lastly, do you have any advice for aspiring screenwriters or is there anything else you'd like to share? Don't even try to just,
1: just start quit.
0: Doing this. <laughs> quit. <laughs> Save yourself a lot of pain. No. Uh,
2: do it if you like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you don't got anything else going on, like then write some shit. Write, yeah, I mean, carry a notebook. Yes, carry a notebook. Right. Listen, listen, listen. That's a good one. Listen, and uh, don't think you just because you've seen a hundred thousand movies doesn't mean you know how to write. Like, because like that's what I thought. I was like, I saw this, I, like, I can do this shit, and then I started doing. I was like, whoa, you know?
1: Yeah, we both sort of went through that, like thinking we new different things in different respects but then being like okay we're both idiots and then sort of having to learn a little
2: bit. I think yes if you treat it like if you go through if you write like you're an idiot like knowing that you're an idiot you then come out
1: a little smarter than
2: yeah you I guess I mean
1: maybe not smarter but you do more humble and people want to see humble. they don't want to see some arrogant asshole <laughs> right yeah on
2: on, um, like myself. oh and another thing that we learned is just because it's never been done, because we're always thinking of what's never been done before. Just because it's... This is something we learned the hard way. Just because it's never been done before, doesn't mean there might be a reason that it hasn't been done before, because it's stupid. It might be bad. It might be really stupid. Because we used to think of an idea. We're like, I've never seen that before. Right. Oh, my God. And then we'd be like, oh, maybe there's a reason why no one's done that, because people have thought of it, and they're like, that's stupid. And they go and do something else. So...
0: Something. It's not
2: stupid. So yeah. So before you do something original, just make sure like that it's it hasn't that there isn't a reason it hasn't been done before.
1: right or it actually hasn't been done before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No That's chances true are true. it has been done before. Right.
2: And uh, you just haven't seen it.
0: Right. Yeah. Or yeah, it doesn't make sense. One of those two.
2: Yeah. Like I mean, someone. I mean, I remember. You know, someone's like, "This reminds you of this is just like that other movie," and I'm like, "I haven't even seen that movie." You know. So. Yeah.
0: On that, on that, insightful nugget <laughs> that I just dropped. I know you guys are writing. I know you're doing a lot of press. So, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and chatting with us. You can thank follow you. Nick and Matt on Twitter, right? You guys are. Yeah, uh, we, we don't do that. Don't, I mean, we have Twitter, Twitter accounts. We don't really participate. We're not going to write anything for you. All right, so don't follow them. Don't on follow us on Twitter because they don't, they don't tweet. <laughs> I mean, you can, but don't expect anything. Well, we'll have links to your Twitter anyway. Okay. okay, great. All right, thanks guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank y'all you for listening.